What's up, you guys? My name is Samasi. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, My Faith Journey, where we discuss theology, ministry, and my personal life. So let's go ahead and get started. What's up, you guys? My Monster. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, My Faith Journey. We're going to go ahead and go through this year's kind of mission statement, something that I received from God when we're talking about 2022. And every year, a lot of people like to search for their motto or their mission statement or their focus and priorities and, and what they want to do for this year. But mine is an unexpected turn of twist. You know, a lot of people have words, a lot of people have a vision, a lot of people have a mission. But right now, where I am in my life, which is pretty unique because I believe this is a segment in my life that God is really trying to grow in everything that I am doing. And understanding that trusting Him means trusting Him in all things, everything, when it comes to life, when it comes to ministry, when it comes to education. You know, these three are my main focus of this whole podcast, which has been a good, fun ride throughout the time that I've been doing these podcasts for the last year. But we're going to shift gears a little bit and discuss this topic of living by faith through the unknown. And I believe this is my motto, which is kind of weird because there's no direction, right? You know, living by faith through the unknown where, well, the direction is to live by faith. But where am I going? It's not known yet. God has not shown me where I'm going. There has not been an open door for me ministry wise lately. Um, There's just been a lot of different things, a lot of different options that are presented but the unknown segment of where am I really going and which decision should I take is what really matters in my life so because there's not really a a, an intense desire to pursue something I decided to go ahead and trust God on my decisions of what I want to work on for the next six months of this year and so you know I made a whole thing about taking a break from social media <laughs> for a year, but that did not work, you guys. I'm sorry. I like keeping you guys in the loop of my life, uh, and I feel like taking a whole break from social media, it would have been really healthy, but I think a small break was really good because last year, you guys, if you guys don't believe this, last year, I was on Instagram for a whole week, for a whole week on the screen time. Every time I picked up my phone, I would click on Instagram at least 250 times. So after I saw that, I'm like, man, this is an addiction. This is an addiction. So I decided to go ahead and try to go try to go cold turkey on it to see how long I could really last without going on Instagram and going on different social media platforms. And and I've been really content posting on my blog and interacting with people through text messages. But one thing is for sure is that I'm trying to learn how to use these tools and manage these tools because, you know, they they could be used by God to glorify him, to bring him glory. Um, But when it comes to becoming an addiction when it comes to be something that you use to time waste to to waste time i mean it's really hard and difficult to invest in your time wisely which is one thing that has really been in my mind lately is how can i intentionally use my time wisely 
And so there's just been a lot of changes in my life while I've been thinking about this question, how can I use my time wisely? And because of my two priorities, you know, I've been reading a lot of leadership books, you know, my degree is in ministerial leadership. And so I, I've been rereading a lot of John C. Maxwell's books on Leadership 101 and all the 101 books I'm trying to really dive deep into really grow in my leadership compatibilities because leaders grow and leaders evaluate, leaders reflect. And in order for leaders to have followers, they need to be able to lead themselves for growth, lead themselves to be healthy. Because if we want a healthy environment and healthy leadership, a healthy place to where people can grow and be challenged, it starts with the individual leader. And so just because I'm not in a ministry position doesn't mean I can't grow myself as a leader. You know, I do have a lot of people that come to me for advice ministry-wise, even though I'm not in a position, which is grateful. You know, it's a privilege for me to have a place in their lives to be considered a pastor or be considered as a minister if they have questions about biblical stuff or if they needed somebody to vent and receive advice from. You know, I take great honor for that because I'm, to be honest, I'm nobody. You know, I just have this calling from God in my life that enhances me to do these things by his power and by his strength. And there's times where us as ministers and pastors, if we don't truly devote our lives to God, if we don't truly devote our strengths and our weaknesses to him and allow him to give us grace to do the things that we are called to do, to receive from his strength and to receive from his guidance, then we're going to be lacking. And there's just been a lot of shifting in my life. Like, for example, talking about um, what I want to accomplish this year, I want to accomplish Paying off my credit card debt, you guys. It's been six years since I got my first credit card, started establishing a lot of debt, and I have not been a great steward. I have not been a great administrator of allowing myself to pay it off. Because remember, in, in our biblical worldview, you know, we're talking about money, and God is the giver of all. He's the owner of everything in the world, He's the owner of every dollar you make. And that's why when it comes to tithing to the church, giving to the church, you know, we could go to the Old Testament and tithe 10% or we could go to the New Testament and and give out of a cheerful heart. But that demands more of just 10%. You know, you're giving out of your heart um, because we're called to be generous. And when we're not generous, you know, that's an, that's a heart issue. You know, so 10% is the minimal of what is required from the church structure, the church culture, the 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 church politics there. It's 10%. But if you want to be a generous giver, you should give more than just 10% to your local body because we are we are developing and giving to God's storehouse to be able to be a witness to the world, to be able to to equip the people that we are instructed to when gathering together so we could glorify God with the things that we do in outreach, the things that we do inside, the things that we do for our communities. And so I really want to pay off this debt because it's been a, it's been a struggle of mine, it's been a pattern of mine and I don't want to live in this pattern anymore. So it's important for me to recognize, okay, what's my plan to pay off this debt? And so I established a plan for a 6 month of seeing how much I need to invest in paying off my debt and so I took it upon myself. I took it upon myself to go ahead and take an additional part-time job. A little bit about, about my life is I'm a pretty busy man now, which you know, just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. Um, that's something I'm trying to understand and learn. But at the same time, if my the things that I invest my time in, because we're talking about managing our time wisely, being attentional with our time, you know, these two goals need to be the priorities in my life when it comes to time management. That I'm, I must do my power to be able to establish things to help pay off my debt. So. Uh, you know, I've been working as a vendor for Mission Foods for my dad for over a year and a half, and 
I've been doing DoorDash on the side as well. And, you know, the, the, the pay for my dad isn't the greatest. And DoorDash, you know, is a side gig. So, and, I, and because of a lot of the stuff when it comes to debt has been accumulating throughout the years, like, I really need to do something about it. And so I went ahead and applied as a, um, a produce clerk for Save Mart. And, you know, the application went good. And um, I got approved and everything. And so I start this Saturday. But taking on this additional task means that I need to be more time initiative when it comes to the people I hang out with, you know, I need to make sure I'm managing my time well, the the times that I take breaks and rest, you know, um, I've been really trying to test out my nap times and figuring out like, okay, what is beneficial for me? Because I could go ahead and have two jobs. But if I don't have the adequate rest, if I don't have the adequate health, I'm not going to be able to survive this in the long run. And so I've been really examining myself. I'm figuring out like, okay, what is the best thing for me to do at this moment? And so, you know, debt is one of my priorities. You know, that's the first thing I want to be tackling on. You know, God is a steward of all and I want to be a great steward. I want to be a minister that knows how to handle his finances and being able to show that through my life so that I could benefit others to be able to uh, to tackle their debt and to grow in their financial stewardship because God owns every dollar. He owns it all, but he only requires a little bit, and we get to go ahead and enjoy the fruits of our labor, the fruits of what we have done to receive some type of income. And so the second thing I really want to focus on, since we're talking about my personal life here, is graduation, you guys. I'm two classes away from graduation. I could have graduated in 2021 in spring, but because of a heartbreak, I was really depressed. I didn't want to go to school. Not that I didn't want to go to school, but I didn't want to do the homework. And so it really hindered me from getting these things done and then after that life was crazy you know I took on a youth position that was two hours away from home in the um, later on throughout the year and so it was just really hard for me to manage schoolwork being being a youth youth director um, youth volunteer two hours away from home you know that's a lot of time that could be invested into something else and we're talking about time initiative we're talking about time management we're talking about how can I use how can I best use my time and making sure I'm not wasting it. For example, social media, which which is why I'm trying to learn how to manage my social media instead of scrolling through people's stuff for two hours. What am I going to do for those two hours instead? Um, there's a time and place for everything. So the, these are questions that I've been dealing with. And, and I hope that these things are motivating you and encouraging you to reflect as well when it comes to time management, when it comes to God's will, when it comes to where am I going in life. Priorities. What are your priorities for this year? Um, only have two or three. Don't don't overwhelm yourself with many options or else you're going to be paralyzed. And that's the last thing you need to be is paralyzed in your life and not knowing where to go and not having a plan for your life. And before we dive into scripture, um, because we're already 10 minutes away from this, uh, I want to I want to go through. I want to give you a little bit of insight about God's will, because that's been my issue. You know, God, you want me to live by faith through the unknown? Like, what do you mean? You know, and we as Pentecostals, we like to have God speaking to us, which he does. That's great. But at the same time, um, he's not going to always speak to us every single day. You know, he may, but he, there's times where he could be silent, which we're going to see in, in this, in this passage of scripture in Acts 16, six to 40, we're going to go through each stage of the scripture, which I, I taught about the scripture in a short devotional for my college back in the day and just summed it up as, you know, God's redirection for our lives. And it's crazy because looking at God's will, you know, we have this idea of God's will is the only will. Like if God tells you this is it, you're called to this, you're always going to be called to this, which is not true. 
You know, there's a time and inspiration for every assignment in Ecclesiastes. It says there's a there's a time for everything. There's a time for everything. That doesn't mean your calling is going to be everything. It, it may be for a season. And it may be 10 years that you're going to be doing this or five years. But there's a season for everything. And that's what I want to talk about is that there's a season for everything. And God does speak to us. But it may not be what it seems. So we're going to go ahead and go through Acts 16, 6 to 40. And so we're going to go ahead and go through Paul's vision of the man of Macedonia. So Paul and his companions traveled through the region of um, Pyra and Galilee, um, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bessinia. Uh, man, these aren't tough. But the Spirit of Spirit of Christ would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Tro- Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, he got ready at once to leave from Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, it's funny because before this passage, Paul was wanting to go somewhere else. I, I don't know. I It's not on top of my head, but he wanted to go somewhere else. But the Holy Spirit kept, kept redirecting them, didn't allow them to go, hindered them from passing to where Paul wanted to go. You know, sometimes God does that in our lives. He he sways us to a different direction. It's like, no, God, this is what I want. And we're so privileged to be like, no, this is I this is the calling. I feel led to be here. But God's like, nope, not yet. Or nope, not today. You know, there's a lot of things that God does in our lives where we, we need to remember he's in charge, not us. He is in charge of our lives. And if he's going to open doors, he's going to open them. If he's going to close doors, he's going to close them. And so I have learned to be content. Back to back to Paul, learning to be content in all circumstances, in all situations. Um, you know, in this instance, Paul had a vision of a man saying, come here to Macedonia and help us. So let's see what really happens in this in this account. So in verse 11, from Troas, we put out to sea and sail straight to Cementris. Cementris. The next day we went on to Neapolis. From there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and a leading city of that district of Macedonia. So they made it. You know, they made it to Macedonia. And we stayed there for several days. Okay, stay for several days. It didn't say that God spoke to them every single day about what they what they, they should do. Maybe they stayed for several days and maybe they didn't write what they did, but you know, it's pretty clear that they stayed for several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside. Verse 13, the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to a woman who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Tyratira named um, uh, Lindia, a dealer in the purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of the, her household were baptized, she invited us to come to her house. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she says, come and stay at my house. And she persuade us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what the heck does this have to do? With the vision that God gave to Paul. A man begging to help. This has nothing to do with the vision, right? You know, they're they stay for several days, they're they're on they're on the Sabbath, find a place of prayer, then a woman came and then she was like, Hey, like if you if if, if you believe I'm a believer, come to my house. You know, and, and he this girl persuade Paul. Paul, you know, if, if we were to believe the statements about God's will right now in this current world where, hey, if it's God's will, it's God's way. Or or if you get something that's not God's will, then you need to do that in order to keep it. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, so Paul should have rejected this woman and be like, nope, we're searching for a man who's begging for help. Like, no, Paul did not do that. So what does this mean? That means God is following pattern that we see throughout scripture. 
Sometimes God doesn't give the whole picture. Sometimes he provides one step. And so he's providing Paul one step. Hey, go to this place. And then after that, a woman shows up. Hey, she persuade you. Go ahead. You know, like Paul wasn't resistant to these type of changes. And, you know, for us, we like to focus on the vision. So 16. Once we were going there to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owner for fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God. Who are you telling Who are telling the, you the way to be saved? She kept this for many days. Finally, Paul became annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the, the magistrates and said, These men are, are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating custom unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. So the crowd joined an attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrate ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. The jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. So look at that. They're over here. He, Paul's over here ministering to women. And then, you know, finally became so annoyed. He, so after that, you know, he, while they were going to the place of prayer, then they met a female slave who had the, the spirit of divination you know, he was like super annoyed from her, you know, cast it out. What the heck does this have to do with the vision of a man begging for help? So you see what, what's going on here? Like everything that Paul saw in the vision, it's not even close to what is going on, you know? Um, so and not only that, but they're, 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 they're right. There's a right going on. They got severely flogged. You know, they, they weren't telling God, God, like, where was this in the vision of us getting flogged, thrown into prison and, and all this, you know, we would be, we, we would be like, am I not in God's will? You know, if all these things are all, all happening, you know, um, but we have to remember that he's the one that knows the pieces and we can't be too focused on the vision. Maybe the vision meant just go to this place. Just go to this place. Yeah. The men, the men begging, maybe that was for, to get Paul's attention. But Macedonia is where the place is specifically where Paul is going. But if we were truthful, we want the vision. We want to see it. We want to see a God. Like what? What? Like show me, show me what you want me to do, or show me what what way you want me to pursue. And God's like, here's a little step. Go for it. And guess what? That is, you guys, is living by faith. And this is why this is my motto for this year, because I don't know what God wants me to do. And and I'm gonna go ahead and, and stop here because I'm already running a little bit out of time, but I don't know what my life has in hold. God hasn't specifically told me, this is your vision, go for it. He hasn't. He just said, hey, take up your responsibilities. Here's your priorities, which similar, but at the same time, I want to be in ministry. And when I ask God, yo, are you going to give me ministry this year? He's like, I ain't telling you, but focus on these two things. And I'm like, ugh, fine. You know, so living by faith to the unknown. Where am I going, God? Like, it's great. But if he wants to work, for, like work in my heart, then I must allow that and be like, all right, I'm not going to be worried about, about ministry. I'm not going to be worried about careers. I'm not going to be worried about um, future. Let me focus on the now. And that's what Paul did. He was focusing on the now. You know, he wanted to go to to, he was called for to go to Macedonia. Yes, he had a vision, but it was nothing like he imagined. But he played it off by faith. 
He got persuaded by a girl. Persuaded by a girl. And he submitted to that. He didn't tell her, yo, God showed me this. You ain't a part of that will. You ain't a part of God's will. He didn't say that. He she, he got persuaded by her and ministered. That's still, that's still part of God's will. To minister to people, to set people free from from oppression, from, from spirits, you know, like according to Paul, when it comes to the spirit of divination, you know, the girl telling them, telling everybody, hey, this is true about them. And Paul's like, heck, annoyed, like, yo, like, can you shut up? Like, I know I'm this, <laughs> you know? Um, and then not only that, but they face rioting and stuff like that, which was nothing about the vision. So I, and then, you know, it goes back to the whole prison, prison account, and how they sang hymns, God did something, um, he, Paul was able to not have somebody get killed to, to be, for them to not kill themselves. And so there goes the jailers. And so there's a lot in this passage that you could dive in deeper, but I just wanted to make this point clear. Sometimes God's will requires us to live by faith. And we as Pentecostals love the signs. We as Pentecostals love when God gives us the details, but there's just times where God's like, Hey, I'm not going to give you the details today. You better just go by faith. And and when you press on by faith, then I'm going to lead you to things that you would not have imagined that I was going to lead, lead you to. For example, um, there's a lot of things in my life that I could look back and be like, this was a waste. But instead, God told me that was not a waste. This was a season to build your character. This was a season for you, for, to, for you to overcome certain things in your life and for growth to happen so you can mature within yourself so then you could take on the next assignment that I have for you so do not be angry at God I had so much mistrust with God in the end of 2021 and I kept telling him I don't trust you I don't trust you I don't know where you're taking me and a lot of that is because I want to know but who am I I'm just a sinner saved by grace knowing that Jesus paid it all at the cross for my sins and that I need to overcome through his will, through his power and through his blood and for me to live for him and to do everything I can to represent him where he has placed me. He placed me at the job with my dad to minister to those around me. He placed me to this part-time job at St. Mark for me to be a minister in there. I'm pretty much an evangelist right now. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. But my desire is not evangelism. My desire is to be uh, a pastor. And until then, I'm just going to follow God's lead and be like, all right, God, you want me to be an evangelist this season? All right, I'm going to go ahead and be an evangelist this season. I'm going to go ahead and witness to those around my workplace. I'm going to go ahead and do well at school and graduate for once. You know, I want to take care of the responsibilities now. So here's my motivation and here's my insight. When it comes to living by faith to the unknown, look at your, look at your responsibilities now. Do them with excellence. And make sure you're representing God in the midst of everything. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And thank you for listening to my personal life. It's, it's a lot for me to be able to share what's going on with my life because it's personal. Um, but I'm glad to be able to share what's personal because I pray that it would help you in your pursuit of your faith journey with God.